0: Good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And today we're going to talk about hope, hope in the Lord, trust in the Lord, faith unto your creator, giving him all your cares and burdens continually. Today, you are going to have breakthrough. We are praying for you. We are believing for you. We have faith and trust and hope in our precious creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he is good and faithful to provide for you, to heal you, to help you, to give you peace, to bring you out of poverty, to bring you out of captivity, of whatever you are held captive in, in your mind, in your physical being. God is going to show you how much he loves you when you cast your cares upon him because he cares for you According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, any loving parent is going to care for his or her children. Those children are going to be looked after because love does not neglect. Love does not cause lack. Love gives everything that that person needs. Love is powerful and God is love. I want to pray for you today if you have any kind of issue, small or big, whether it's a small thing that you don't think is even big enough to bother God with, or something bigger because you think that that thing is bigger than God and His ability to help solve it through you or without you. So if you are in despair and you believe with all of your heart that there's absolutely no way your situation can be fixed, that is the time when you can depend on the Lord and He will come through for you if you believe He will and He can. And as with past programs, we have talked about the importance of knowing the nature of the Lord, knowing His heart. And if you know His heart, you know how he feels towards you. And it helps your faith because you can trust in the Lord when you know his nature and his character. You wouldn't doubt the Lord if you know him. So today, if you're doubting God, just get to know him more than you already do. Go to that prayer closet, go to that secret place and spend time with him. Time with the Bible, time without the Bible, waiting on him and just being still in his presence. Let's start out with my prayer for you today from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 23. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. Verse 19, And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power, in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above, not just a little above, not just a tiny bit above, but far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred not only in this age and in this world but also in the age and the world which are to come. By the way in that verse 21 we see far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. So evil isn't just a little bit beneath God's heaven where God is. Evil is far beneath because God is far above evil because God is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Satan has a name. Jesus is far above Satan. He is far above every demon because every demon has a name. You are in Christ today. If you are a believer, if you are born again, if you have confessed Jesus as Lord, have Jesus in your heart, believe God raised him from the dead. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says you are saved. You are born again. You are in Christ, and Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, and you are in Christ, so that's where you are too, right next to the Father in Christ Jesus, seated in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. You're far above Satan in Christ. You're far above evil. And so you might say, well, why is the devil attacking me? Because he's a thief. And you need to stand up to him and tell him that he's beneath your feet in Christ. You are above Satan. You can tell him to leave you in the name of Jesus. You can bind and loose on earth and it will be bound and loosed in heaven. You can bind a pain in your body and command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Heaven will agree. Hell has to obey. The pain has to obey. Verse 22. And he has put all things under his feet. He, as in the Father, has put all things under his Jesus' feet, and has appointed him Jesus, the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church. Verse twenty three, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. That is probably a message by itself, that one verse. Who fills everything everywhere with himself. We're not going to go into that today, but we need to make a note of that one and read. That's verse 23 out of Ephesians chapter 1 in the Amplified Classic Edition. So we're focusing today on casting our cares, on trusting in the Lord, having hope in life because we have our hope in him. And if we don't have our hope in Jesus, if we have our hope on our next paycheck, if we have our hope on the Babylonian system, if we have hope in man, then we will surely be disappointed. We will be dismayed. We will be taken advantage of. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest doesn't say, I will allow you to. He says, I will cause you. So Jesus is going to cause you to rest. That doesn't mean make you sick to force you to be on your bed. No, Jesus doesn't make people sick. Jesus is still the same Jesus that walked the earth in as far as his nature and character is concerned. I understand now he has a glorified body, and he's different in that respect. When he was on the earth, he was walking as a man in right relationship with God, But here in verse 28 of Matthew chapter 11, we see that Jesus is going to cause you to rest if you come to him, because many times before we have talked about the Bible as being conditional. We have talked about many scriptures in the word being conditional verses. If you do this, then this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest it's possible not to come to Jesus. You can come to someone else. You can come into the darkness. You can still stay in the darkness. You can disregard the Lord, even though you might be born again, you can disregard him. But that's not loving God with your heart, soul, mind and strength. That's not loving the Lord, because loving the Lord would be, you want to have a relationship. You want to deepen the relationship with him. So today also, we must understand that it You are not bothering God if you come to him. It bothers him more that you don't. So come to me, Jesus said, all you who labor and are heavy laden. So if we're laboring, we're heavy laden and overburdened, he is going to cause you to rest. And in the Amplified, it continues to say, I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. We don't deserve to be eased and relieved and refreshed of our souls, but God loves us so much. He wants us to continue in strength and he wants us to cast our cares because all our cares, especially the cares of the world that are so immaterial, they're so unimportant when it comes to comparing the importance to saving souls, leading souls to the Lord, praying for the sick, casting out demons, setting the captives free. And we're concerned about paying the next bill. The Lord is concerned about the eternity of, in hell of many souls that are not going to accept him and receive him as lord verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn for me for i am gentle meek and humble lowly in heart and you will find rest relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls for my yoke is wholesome useful good not harsh hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be borne. So, you know about the oxen with the yoke. We need to come under the shoulder, the yoke of Jesus, and such that he takes the weight off of us by us connecting with him, coming to him, connecting with him, allowing him to Take the burden from us because our burden is not ours to carry. Yes, we don't deserve to be helped by the Lord, but he loves us. So he says, I love you. I want you as my children. I want you to become my sons and daughters, knowing who you are in me now that I have saved you because you gave your life to me. But now also cast your cares upon me because I need to have you work in the kingdom. There are few laborers and the harvest is plentiful. I need you to remove those small cares that you think are big, but they're small to me, onto me so that I take care of your business while you take care of my business. That's why Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. He didn't say he was about fixing little problems. He didn't say he was about his own business. He said he was about his father's business and never really mentioned any of the day-to-day Issues that he would come across because he trusted his father. And these issues that he came across were so small. And as Solomon would say, all oh, vanity. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting the whole of your care, the whole of your care, not certain issues, but all of your cares, the whole of your care, all your anxieties, the Amplified says, all your worries, all your concerns, once and all. For all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. He doesn't just think about you a couple of times a day. The Lord is watching over you. He's loving you and caring for you affectionately. He has an affection for you. He intimately loves you and desires all of your heart for him. He doesn't want you to be concerned about anything. If we try to solve issues ourselves, how often do we believe that these issues just never really go away, or they take a long time to solve, and there's much strife in getting these things resolved. But if we trust the Lord with them, He can supernaturally fix them, instead of us trying to naturally fix them with our limited intellect, compared to the all-knowing, an all-wisdom-bearing creator that created our brains and our minds. Also in 1 Peter 5-7, I want you to notice it says, Once and for all. This means that we have to get into the routine of taking every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Because if we are to cast our cares, worries, anxieties, concerns once and for all, that means we should only do this once and for all time. Which means that if something arises in the future, it shouldn't become an anxiety, worry or concern because there shouldn't be any anxieties, worries or concerns or cares that need to be cast upon the Lord a second time once you have done this first time, once and for all. And I realize that that might sound like quite a challenge, mentally and in your heart, to achieve. But you get to the point where nothing is a problem, and you don't see a problem as a problem anymore, because a challenge comes along, and you say, well, that's okay, because the Lord has me. My Father has me. He affectionately Loves me he affectionately, cares about me watchfully. He cares about me. So no problem is a problem. No lack is a true lack because provision is on the way because I believe that my Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He would not allow me to suffer. I just need to have a closer relationship with him and trusting and, and have faith in him to see the full manifestation of what he's already blessed me with in heavenly places, so that I can see this on the earth, in my own life, and that of my family and friends. So if Peter is saying we need to cast the whole of our cares upon Jesus, then they are not ours to carry. So the Lord wants you to submit your biggest problems and all of the smaller ones too. All of them. Why? Well, because they are not yours to carry. He wants you to understand that you cannot solve them fully and the correct way without him. You may think you've solved a problem your way, but it may come back. But if you decide to give it to the Lord, he will fix the problem. And he might work through you to fix it, but you will be guided by his Holy Spirit to take measures to handle it and You'll be in peace doing it. You won't have to worry if this thing's going to work out because you already remember giving it to the Lord. You just have to trust Him that however it looks, smells, tastes, or sounds, it will work out because He works all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So if you are called, which you are, if you are a believer, you are called If you love him, then Romans chapter 8, verse 28 is always true in your life. He will work all things together. So that means if you're facing an issue and the Lord is working through you, no matter what it looks like, what it looks like might tempt you to be anxious, but he will work everything you see out for good. No matter what it looks like in the natural to you, God doesn't see it that way he sees it through the supernatural lens of his ability to miraculously resolve the problem in a way that you could never have designed or fathomed in your limited finite intellect you were never meant to carry cares yourself according to 1 peter chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 it says but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a dedicated nation god's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So here in verse 9 of First Peter chapter 2, we see that you are special to the Lord. You are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You are royalty. Remember, Jesus is king of kings. Who is he the king of? Well, you are a royal priesthood. You are a king. You have dominion over the earth in Christ Jesus. The Lord sees you as royalty. You have inherited the kingdom of heaven. You have inherited sonship with the Lord. You are royalty. So you are the son of the king of kings. That makes you a king. So, A king never has to concern himself with lack because they have all provision. They own everything in the kingdom that they are king over. And you are now in the kingdom of heaven where there is no lack. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a king over the earth, but the Lord is your king. He is your Lord. Verse 10, once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. You cannot effectively preach the gospel of Jesus Christ while moving in the power of the Holy Spirit if you believe God cannot solve the issues in your life. It means that you have a lack of trust in the Lord. So you're going to see limited results when it comes to the supernatural. Yes, you may see healings. Yes, you may see some miracles. But You cannot effectively preach the gospel with unwavering faith when you have wavering faith, when you have wavering trust. If you're not really sure God's going to really come through on this particular issue, how can you really convey the goodness and the trustworthiness of God if you don't really truly believe that he is trustworthy, that he is faithful, that he is always there to help us? I want to help you understand today that you need to allow the Lord to remove the burden from you or burdens. You have a free will to choose what to give Him. You can choose to keep your problems or cast them onto Him. The Lord is divine. His ways are divine. His solutions are divine and supernatural. So we must accept that He will not solve our issues the way we think He will. This in itself should give us confidence that there is a way that our issues can be solved, but only if we give them to the Lord. Souls are so precious to God, and he wants you to trust in him with all your heart, giving him all your cares so you can go with him to tell others about him without having all of this other baggage on your mind. How can we be a good witness if we don't trust God enough to tell others that they can do the same? There is a certain power in giving someone the truth from your heart when you know that it's true. When you speak God's heart to someone and you're trying to show them how good God is and how faithful he is, when you speak from your heart and your heart believes that God is faithful And he will come through for the person that you're speaking to. You will have a conviction. You will have confidence and it will come across and it will be convincing to them. But if you have a doubt in your heart, you'll be speaking from your mind more than your heart. Your mind is doubting. Your mind wants to say, yes, God is faithful and he is good. But your heart is not necessarily agreeing with what you're speaking. So it doesn't come across as strong and the person may not be persuaded by what you're saying to them. Hopelessness can stem from the conclusion that no one can do anything to help and that it is impossible for the situation to turn around. However, the fix for the lost soul in the world is usually only temporary or there is some form of a payment that's needed to see the problem go away. Not so with our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The payment has already been made for you. Jesus paid with his blood so that you could be set free from being held captive to sin, sickness, pain, death, and all forms of evil. So we will make this into a two-part program. But today, I told you that you're going to have breakthrough. So whatever you have going on in your life at the moment that you're having trouble with, whether it's a health issue, whether it's financial, whether it's a family member, legal. I want you to, in your heart, just give it to the Lord right now. Just cast your cares, basically place it on his altar and just basically say, Lord, this is not mine to carry. I don't deserve for you to take it from me, but Lord, you love me and I need to be obedient to your scriptures that tell me to cast my cares upon you, to take your yoke upon me. And I thank you, Lord, today for taking this legal problem, this health problem from me. I believe today that you have healed me of all sickness and disease. I believe that you in the supernatural realm have already sorted out this legal problem that I have been so worried about. Lord, you said to be anxious for nothing. So, Lord, I must be anxious for nothing. I must cast my cares, my anxieties, my burdens, my worries, my concerns, my cares upon you. To be obedient to you, I need to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I thank you for taking the burdens from these precious souls. I thank you for showing them this coming week these issues, one by one, being solved in their lives. I thank you, Lord, that you will solve some of them without having to work through them. And you will work through these precious souls to solve some of the problems. I thank you, Lord, today for showing your faithfulness and your love and your affectionate care towards these listeners as they give everything to you, casting their cares. Lord, we bless your holy name. You are good. You are faithful. You are righteous. You are worthy to be praised. We bless you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you, you bless these listeners today with your precious presence, your love, your affectionate care. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. If you would like to have prayer, you can call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. You can go to our website at tog.world, touchofgod.world, and fill out the prayer request form. And we will be more than happy to get back to you and call you if you would like to leave a number for us to call you back on. Otherwise, until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.